And he just, he grabbed me by the shoulders. He's like, man, people are so negative in this world. He's like, the most you can do is just not let the negativity in. Hey guys, welcome back to Our Path Podcast. This is Drew here along with Tony and Dean. And Yo, what's up? There was a few weeks ago, I was, I was going into the gym and mm-hmm. a guy in a McLaren pulled up. And okay. McLaren's, Lamborghini's, Ferrari's, I eat that stuff up for any meal of the day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick around. I'm going to talk to this chap. So he got out of the car. He was a nice guy. And uh, I started talking to him, asking about the car and all that. And I eventually asked him, like, hey, what do you do? And he said yeah. he owns a tuning shop and a rap company in Elma. And I was like, all right, cool. So I walked into the gym and I was kind of sitting at my cubby where I put all my stuff and I was like, wait a minute, I've got a golden opportunity sitting in front of me right now. I can ask this guy what he does, and I already did. And I was like, hey, maybe I can do something for him because that's kind of what I'm interested in. So I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, I introduce myself. Um, and I was like, can I do anything for you? And he's like, yeah, you can come around. So um, I just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, just I know a lot of people have a lot of approach anxiety and uh, confidence issues kind of. and uh, I just wanted to say, like, I got that opportunity because I approached him. Like, I was like, okay, I could either let this opportunity go by or I can go seize the opportunity and ask to work with him. And that's what I did. You so when, when you're saying, can I come around, what do you mean? I wanted to go, like, uh, he, he tunes exotics. So Ferraris, Lamborghinis, okay. McLarens. And he wraps cars. Okay. So okay. I wanted to be around, like... You more, wanted to see him do something. I, I, I wanted to do something. You wanted to do something. I wanted to be more on, like, the tuning side of things. Um. So he said that he can definitely get me in there, show me the ropes, all that. And I was like, tight, cool. So is this looking like a job opportunity? So it was. <laughs> okay. I went to the shop, and it lasted for about three days. And the guy, the other employee there, got fed up with me for whatever reason. They kind of no sweet on them. They for they really didn't lay down any expectations or standards of the shop. Yeah. And then I failed to meet these expectations that they never laid out for me. And then they got angry and just told me to go home. So, so, you, so you, did you get a paycheck? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you basically worked for free? Essentially. I didn't work that much. It was like maybe a combined total of eight to 10 hours ish. Oh, like spread over three days. I don't understand how what expectations they could possibly have had that you so, didn't meet. Little things like when there's nothing to do, we sweep up the shop. Nobody ever told me that. And maybe that's oh, commonplace yeah. knowledge, but like it's a new environment. I don't know their procedures. I don't know if there's something else you do and there's nothing to do. Like no one ever laid this out for me. So I didn't do that. And then he got like mad at me for that or whatever and told me I should go home because there's nothing to do. And then there was actually a lot to do, but he didn't tell me that because I think he just wanted me to go home and I haven't heard from them since. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's, that's like one thing that, you know, when you're in that, they always, everyone wants you to be doing something all the time, which is kind of ridiculous. If you ask yeah, me, you can't, know. you can't possibly be busy a complete eight hour day. It's the same thing at Wegmans too. The people, especially cause I'm at the service desk. So yeah. I'm kind of in the front view management's always walking by. And if you're doing anything, you know, besides, if you're just standing there because there's nothing going on, they'll find an issue. They'll tell my boss, like, yo, Dean's just, he's lazy. He's just standing there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they want you to be on your knees dusting before you just take a, a small break. But yeah. at the shop, it just kind of sounds like the guy that worked there that wasn't the boss was... It almost sounds like he wanted to be the only one there. So he was willing to just to find anything to rat you out for. Yeah. It just it doesn't sound like it was going to last. So did anyway. you get past sweeping? Uh, I was learning how to wrap a car, and that was pretty good. But, like, he, his style of teaching was pretty poor. Like, what he would do is he would basically do it like Gordon Ramsay does on MasterChef. And he would whip up this five-course, like, Michelin star meal uh-huh. and go, okay, you do it. Okay. Yeah, a lot a lot of then, people in, you know, trades really don't know how to teach. Yeah. And they then naturally I'd be knows. Uh, he would just give me a blowtorch, a squeegee and like a, a you know, vinyl. I'm like, uh, like what do I do with this? You know what I mean? Like um I looked at him I, and naturally like, you know, he just showed me what to do obviously, but like you don't just it doesn't just download. Like, you know what I mean? No, he, they he expect it to though. They 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 think it just downloads yeah. and he had like a TV in there that was blaring a TV show, like so I could barely hear him. And he's trying to explain these things to me. He's moving real fast, and he's like, "Okay, you do it." And then I had I had questions. Probably, probably was just, you know, he was pissed off that you were there. That's I what think, I'm. That's I think what everybody's that saying. Like, that, that's what I'm thinking. If you're, you know, not stretching the truth, which I'm not saying you are. No, but not if fabricating. That's anything. Actually, how it went, then it sounds like he just didn't want you there. Yeah, and then like he would he would get on me. Like I he had me clean something. And I was like, okay, so I wiped it down. I, I took extra time on it, yeah, because I wanted to make sure. Yeah, he you was... didn't you didn't clean it fast enough, did you? Well, here's the thing. I gave it to him. Yeah, and it looked pretty clean to me. I handed it to him. He's like, "Have you ever cleaned something before?" I was like, "Maybe I don't know," <laughs> but um, that's what everybody's been saying. Like, he just seems it, it, he almost I he felt threatened by me being there. Yeah, that's Maybe what he it, did. That's what it felt like. Like you see, felt very threatened, which is odd because you're not getting paid. So, so you weren't you weren't getting paid. There was no setup wage. This was just basically volunteering, essentially. Yeah. So then I don't understand how you could possibly be upset with somebody who's just. You could have literally been, you know, the uh, gopher. I mean, really, you could have been. Yeah. You could have just been getting tools for him. I don't know. I don't really know anything about wrapping cars. I've never done that. I have no idea. And you know what? But, Neither have I. He was getting but, pretty um, upset with me that I didn't know what I was doing by like day two. But and the thing is, is that wrapping cars is not common knowledge. No, it's not. So. And his thing was like, um, you know, the, the boss is not going to pay you until you learn how to do it. And then he wanted me to commit nine to five, five days a week. I was like, homie with all Dude, due respect like get paid if i'm i got 40 a, hours a i week. got a family i gotta feed bro like <laughs> i can't just work for free for 40 hours a week yeah for how many weeks and exactly and there's no there's no set time and there's no like, guarantee that it gets paid ever when yeah. you learn it you get paid so i was like okay what if it takes me three months what if it takes me six months what if it takes me a whole year what if yeah. it takes you three months and then they can you yeah that just doesn't make sense it's not really a good business model no, it's not. So did the employee, the the employee that was working there, did the guy who you were talking to ever actually contact him and discuss what was happening, or were you just... What do you mean? The guy, we'll say his name is Joe, who owns the McLaren, who you met. Yep. Did Joe ever contact, we'll say, Greg, who actually worked in the shop, to say, mm-hmm. hey, this kid's coming in. He's just, he's just going to be here for a couple of days. He's just curious to see what's going on. So just... No, I don't think so. So there's probably a lack of communication right off the bat. The boss man yeah. told me, okay, I'm like, when can I come in? And he's like, okay, why don't you come in? I'll be around Monday for okay. whatever day it was. He's like, you can come around maybe Monday, Tuesday. I don't remember. 
and uh, I'll show you around the place. We'll get you started. I okay. said, okay. So I went in Monday. Boss man wasn't there. He was out doing a job. Okay. And he never showed up. So instead, I was looking around. Yeah. And um, I went to the front desk. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for the boss man. Like, oh, he's in uh, 4A, some building over there. I was like, okay. So I went over there, and the employee guy was working in the shop. And that's mm-hmm. when I met him. And I mm-hmm. told him, like, hey, you know, boss man told yeah. me to come here. And yada, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, okay, great. And uh, he had me help him out with a scat pack for a little bit. And that was pretty cool. But other than that, like, I saw the boss man one other time. And uh, after, I mean... The the employee guy, the last day I was there, he yelled at me for being 10 minutes late, even though I'm not in a schedule and I'm not getting paid. And then he got on me for not, he told me, I asked him like, hey, what can I do for you? Right after he got on me about being late. He's like, I have nothing for you to do. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I just pulled over a chair. He was doing some electrical work on a car. I, I pulled over a chair and I just sat there and I watched him. Oh yeah. You're going to get shot. And He's like, what do you do at your other jobs? And there's nothing to do. I'm like, well, there's usually stuff to do. And if not, there's expectations that are set. And then he got on me for not doing anything. <laughs> so he told me there's nothing to do and then got on me for, got on me for, you know, not doing anything. And after that, you know, he sent me home. I was supposed to be there until five. He sent me home at like 1030. <laughs> and uh, I, I got in contact with the boss man. Like, hey, like, can I give you days and times that work for next week? And he's like, we have to have a talk before he come. I have you come back in. I was like, okay. So never got in contact with me. I doubt he's going to. And yeah. honestly, it's fine. But that's kind of a weird. That's just a weird story. It's a, it's overall just a big. It's an anime arc. But I guess there's two things you can take away from this. One, don't be afraid to approach. And two, don't be afraid of rejection. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. But that's kind of a dumb thing, you know. When you when you're at a job. And you've never done the work before. It's like, well, what do you do? You kind of just stand there because you really don't know what to do. Right. I've been there for three days. <laughs> right. It's not like, what are you going to do? Walk around, start organizing his sockets, start examining his wrench. <laughs> and you're like, really, what are you going to do? He's like, well, normally when there's nothing to do, we clean things and we put things away. I'm like, well, I can do, I can do one of those things. I'm sure he would have been really happy if you started touching all this stuff and putting it places. Oh yeah. He would have shot you for that too. Oh no. Yeah. I'm, there, there was no, there's a thing though. There's no winning in this situation. No. Hey, it only gets worse and nothing you do is right. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the trades. And I'm sure he told the boss man that I was lazy and I didn't want to learn and all yeah, this other stuff. Said, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it just kind of sounds like he had a bounty out for you and wanted you out because if he really wanted you to stay, he would have. Did you? Did the first you. thing you should? Did you, I don't know if you told him, but you said I have no experience with any of this, right? Yeah. That's weird. I told him the most experience I had working around cars was my week at Transit Town Jeep detailing cars. Oh, you worked there for a week? For a week, mm-hmm. and I could not stand it because the people there were so lazy. It drove me up a wall so i quit <laughs> like i they would work and then yeah. when i was working they would sit in the corner on youtube and just watch youtube yeah and then eventually i was teaching them how to do it you're, oh. the, young, you're the young gun you gotta yeah. you know, that just sounds like right trashy work ethic yeah. so i left there i'm like yeah that's the only experience i really have oh okay i don't know it's a weird story but um where was this place in alma yeah I don't, I, I honestly, I could not, I can't explain it. I don't know yeah. what happened, but overall, don't be afraid to approach people about things that you want. 
especially in today's world, you got to ask for what you want. People don't, people don't know. So go to people, ask what you want. And, um, don't be afraid of rejection either. Like, especially in that case, like I wasn't even getting paid. So it's like, I mean, you're going to feel, you're going to feel kind of crappy afterwards. Well, yeah. I mean, it did, it did kind of suck, but we all go through it and you just kind of got to move past it. Whatever. There's not much you can do. You'll never, you probably won't remember this in a month. Probably not. I actually forgot about it until today. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Not a big deal. But little blip on the radar. Yeah, whatever. No big deal. Don't be afraid of rejection. It ain't that bad. Yeah, and I remember um, after that, it was the last day I was so fed up with this guy, just the way he was treating me. I actually went right to my real estate office. (laughs) I went to John. Yeah. Like, yeah, I laid it all out for John, told him everything that was going on. And he just, he grabbed me by the shoulders. He's like, man, people are so negative in this world. He's like, the most you can do is just not let the negativity in. Because if you let the negativity in and you You're start doomed. carrying it around, he's like, you will live a long, miserable life. And I can promise you that. Can you actually just repeat that? Just repeat exactly what you said. I just, I just think it should be said again. All right. Let me say it again. So... <laughs> You meet a guy in the street, super negative, or you meet a guy like I did, who's very negative yeah. and he treats you like crap because probably for me, my age, yeah. who knows what it was. But um, if you if you take that negativity, and it's easier said than done, but if you take that negativity and you carry it around with you all day long and for weeks, months, even years, the same negativity, you're doomed. You're going to live a long, cold, miserable life. If you carry around other people's garbage all day long. And a lot of people do. Sometimes it's hard to let it go, though. Sometimes it is. It's hard to let it go, but eventually you have to move on. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people will make it feel like your fault, even though you had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you know, if you're someone who actually cares, you know, you want to help other people. You know, you're nice. You know, you're kind. You're caring. You you want to help others. Yeah. And then they give you something like that. What do you do with that? I mean, what do you do with that? He, what John told me is to ride it, ride people like a wave, like just they're going to give you a lot of negative stuff. They're going to give you positive stuff, but yeah. ride it like a wave. Just don't let it bother you. Use it, use it to your advantage. Like don't have a good time, and then yeah, like don't the wave comes. Don't people are going to be negative. People are going to try and shake you up because a lot of people are miserable, and they're going to try and make you miserable because it makes them feel better. So maybe the best thing to do in that situation is just say, okay, and walk away. Exactly. Just drop it and just say, okay, all right. And then I always say, don't apologize for something you didn't do. Never apologize for something you don't do. But uh, I always use the analogy, like if you have a carton of eggs and one of the eggs is rotten, do you keep the rotten egg around or do you get rid of it? Probably get rid of the whole carton either. No, you just get what you get rid of that one egg. Yeah. And you're going to have some rotten eggs in your life, but get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the most important thing you can do. I, I've been really cleaning out the closet lately with just things in my life that just need to go, and yeah. it, it helps. You, you know what really haunts you? Indecision. Indecisiveness is very haunting, I agree. If you can't if you can't just make a decision. I think, I think that might play into, you know, misery in your life. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. If you're caught up trying to make a decision about something very trivial and very arbitrary, how can you focus on anything else? I think indecision is perpendicular to regret too. I think perpendicular they go perpendicular or parallel. Or no, they cross. 
It's, yeah, this they meet. They you know meet. what I mean. Hey, I didn't do it too well in geometry. You have to take it easy. <laughs> They're parallel, perpendicular, whatever, whatever you want to say. Congruent. Yeah, they Congruent. go hand in hand, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. When you're indecisive, it leads to regret. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh, what I if I should have done this? Yeah, I should have did that. What if I did yeah. this? What if I said yes? What if I went there? Yeah. Whatever it is. Because people always say, like, when you're on your deathbed, you won't regret things that you did. You'll regret things that you didn't do. You know, I, I saw something today because I was thinking about it myself. Uh, you can you can make money back, but you can't make back time. Yeah, you'll never be you'll never be twenty again. You'll only be twenty once. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe maybe best thing to do is to get in your car and drive to Florida. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It it could, I mean, changing your environment. I think we've we've touched on it before. It's huge. Like it does a lot. Yeah. Um, I remember last year. Um, we went on vacation shortly after I'd gone uh, through something, and just that change, it was like a, it was probably about, I think almost exactly a month after, just that change of environment, it did a lot for me, I think mentally. Not that I was like struggling necessarily, but just, it put me in a different spot for a little while where I had, I, I couldn't worry about that anymore because that was at home. Yeah. Now I'm here. Nobody's here. Yeah. Just my family and my friends. So why would I worry about what's going on back home? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it helps. Mean? I did the same thing after my breakup. I had Brandon come over, producer Brandon, like two or three weeks later. <laughs> and we we just liquidated my room of everything, and we just rearranged all the furniture and all that. Yeah, totally different environment now, and it's like starting anew in there. So is your bed in a different spot? It is really. Yeah, it's oh. all it's all different, yeah. and it, it's it's a it's a change of scenery, and it's nice. And uh, lately, kind of on that same topic, like I've been. I've been really trying to focus on like personal happiness a lot, making myself like yeah, my, enjoying my, time, my own happiness. Yeah, and I don't remember where I saw it, but somebody said like you just gotta start doing more things that make you happy, and like that sounds really stupid. Like, well, yeah, but um, a lot of people don't. They kind of put those things off, like oh, I gotta work, I gotta go to the gym, whatever. But like for me, it's you know, it's summer. We get four months of this in New York, and then we're you know in our house for the next eight months. So I've been trying to get like get to the beach more because I like going to the beach, yeah, taking more car rides, like all that stuff, and it helps a lot. And yeah. a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't just like you know what I'm going to take a day for me today and go into the beach, for example. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that focusing on your own happiness also goes parallel or perpendicular, congruent. With, one of the three. One of the yeah, three. Whatever. It's in there. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> with letting things go. I think once you change your scenery. Okay, Elsa. <laughs> once you change your scenery, scenery. No sale. It helps let things go because you're not as focused on um, what's going on. Maybe you break up with somebody and you, you keep thinking that, you know, you see, the, you see what car they drive and you're afraid that it's them or whatever because yeah. you're in the same town. Well, when you're in Florida, there's. You don't have to worry about that. You know, you know, just small things like that. You know, I was thinking about it. You know how like something bad goes on in like a family and somebody's like, that's it. I can't do it. I got to move away. And they do. Mm-hmm. Don't you notice that everybody else who stays is mad at the person who moved away? Yep. And don't you notice that the person who moved away is usually better off, healthier, X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's a like different they, environment. They move away. Yeah, they get away. They break they the start cycle. things on their own. They basically start fresh and all of a sudden they're happier, they're healthier, they're doing better. Yeah. I've seen it before. And it's like the people that stayed not happy, not healthy. Things are going down the drain. They're Mm -hmm. miserable. And you know what? They're angry at the person that left. 
because they broke the cycle. But it's not. But think about it. They're most. They're not really angry at the person that left. They're angry at themselves for not having the willpower to leave. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people just they want you to stay on the path, and if they see other people doing things that are different, they get really upset about it for whatever reason. Because yeah. it's, it's easier to stay in your comfort zone. Yeah, and it. it has, you built your comfort zone, so you can break it down. Well, yeah. And it, it has, you know, it doesn't have to be just moving out. Maybe, maybe Tony gets a smoking hot girlfriend and I'm like, well, duh. I want that, but I'm too afraid to go talk to anybody. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Like it could be with anything. It yeah. Could. And then we get mad at you because you have a girlfriend and we don't. And it's not fair because, you know, all, all girls are the same and Juice World was right. And, I'm, you yeah. know, I got to go cry in the shower now. Or right. it could be Tony gets a nice new car and I'm still driving some rust bucket. And it's like, yeah, well, I wish I could have that. But Tony doesn't party all the time he works and makes time for other things you know he's not always just partying it there's a lot that goes into it but people get upset when you win that's it and did you really win or no, did they really just, just changed or did they really just you know not take a step they sat on their hands you, no one it's really not, maybe it's not so much that you won and it's not so much that they lost it's just that you changed and they didn't yeah maybe yeah. Yeah, you got ahead of the ball. And I think that that instead of taking the winning and losing mindset versus the changing and not changing mindset makes you a more humble person as well. You're not you're not looking at yourself as a champion. You're looking at yourself as just things change. Yeah, like yeah. our broker always says, learn the rules of the game and play them better than anyone else. And yeah. some people just don't. You know, I think like people like dump on the whole idea of getting away though. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. But maybe it's maybe, scary maybe to a lot of people. Maybe it's really not such a bad idea to renovate a little van and then go drive around the country. I don't if, know. If that's the lifestyle you want to lead, there's no reason you shouldn't do it. You know, maybe I'm crazy for thinking that. Yeah, maybe you're not. I don't know. I've never done it. Neither maybe, have I. I'm not saying it's the answer. I'm not saying... I don't know if there is such a thing as finding yourself, but there is such a thing as finding new places and meeting new people. Yeah. And doing new things. And when you're away from where you are... Don't tell me that your old fears don't go away. I mean, some stay. Like, if you're afraid of spiders, you're afraid of spiders. It's <laughs> cut and dry. But, like, if you're afraid of certain things that are a result of the climate in which you grew up in, and I don't mean necessarily, like, the cold or the heat, but, like, the people that you were around, the people you talked with, the people you grew up with, mm -hmm. the, you know, your family, a lot of fears and a lot of worries and anxiety and depression all breeds from being stuck with the same environment and stuck with the same people. Yeah. And if you leave that here and you go, I don't know, we'll say Miami, we'll say the Midwest, which is like a dead zone. But if you go to the Midwest, you might be happier because all of that's gone. I mean, it's not gone. No. But it's not It's not in your back pocket like it once was. Well, yeah. So it's less finding yourself and more building yourself. Though. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. I saw a video actually earlier today, and the guy who is his uh, YouTube channel is called Better Ideas. Highly recommend. They're short little videos, but very provoking. Very like just you think after them. And he was talking about like there's chasing your dreams isn't really like a thing. Like you shouldn't just chase your dreams constantly. You should kind of be happy with who you are and then build off of that. But also like he was talking about how finding yourself is kind of making sure that like you and your subconscious are on the same page. Like your, your conscious and your subconscious. Cause your subconscious is like, I think it's 90% of your mind space up there. Okay. And it's always judging things that you do. And if you don't like, if you, for example, 
you say, you know, porn's bad. I don't want to watch porn. And then you, you watch it. Your subconscious sees that. And it's like, okay, this guy isn't aligned with his values. He's not, and this guy's you beat bad. yourself up for it. Exactly. And you get a lower self-esteem, you know, lower, uh, your self-consciousness goes up. So um, can you trick your subconscious from one minute to the next? So if you say before, okay, we'll say you, you eat a piece of cake. If you say before you eat that piece of cake, like in your thought, the whole time you're saying eating cake is bad. It's not healthy for me. But in the moment you go to do it, you say, this is going to taste great and I'm going to enjoy it. And you eat it and you enjoy it and say, that was satisfying. And you let that ride for a little bit. And then as soon as the the riding is over and you've moved past the experience of eating it, then you go back to saying, all right, it's bad for me. I'm not going to do it. But in the moment that you decide to take that action, if you change your subconscious's thought into thinking, this is good, this is what I want to do. You won't beat yourself up as much for it. There's still such a thing as self-control. Yeah. Don't go eating cake every month, every minute of every day and change your subconscious afterwards because that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about everyone needs a relief of yeah, whatever I mean, it is that they like to do, even though they say, I'll work, you know, I, I don't want to play because it's wasting time. Well, it's not because you need it. You do. And if you keep convincing yourself while you're working that play is bad, maybe that helps for work. But in that plate, in that time when you have to play, don't convince yourself that play is bad. Yeah. Because then you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. It's just lining yourself up on a conscious and subconscious level. Yeah. That's the closest you're going to get to authenticity, to being yourself, confident, all that. Like, it's basically getting to the point where you can walk in a room and be you on every single level, have your own opinions, all that. And whether people like you or not, it doesn't matter because yeah. you're you. And if like I walk into a room and Tony doesn't like me because, I don't know, the car I drive, maybe you don't like Subarus. Okay. Oh, well. Oh, well. But don't let it consume you. Right. Yeah. Don't get too caught up in trying to think about that. Right. Because that'll kill you too. And too much of anything is bad for you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode of Our Path Podcast. Guys, if you like what you're hearing, uh, leave us a like, follow us on Instagram, and take that survey, please. It's in our Instagram bio. So go take the survey, and uh, we appreciate the listen. Thank you, guys. Adios. Thank you.